Hello and welcome to Execute Chapter 66, a Star Wars fiction podcast where we discuss canon, legends, and beyond. Tonight we are talking about Battlefront Twilight Company by Alexander Freed. My name is Beth Van Dusen and with me as always are Ryan Schweck and Chad J. Schonk. Over to you first, Chad. Your reminder that this is a book club and not a review show. We are going to spoil this book over the course of our conversation. We may spoil anything else Star Wars up to and including the latest episodes of the Bad Batch and the Mandalorian. So you have been you have been warned. Uh, Ryan, lots of news this time. We have finally reached celebration after after the drought and talking about it for, you know, oh, it's coming. Get ready. And boy, they delivered. You know, before we get to it, I do just want to mention for Beth the uh, Disney Plus premiere of a show that everybody has been waiting for called Renovations, in which Jeremy Renner helps communities. Just check it out. It's great. Hero. Real life hero. Real life hero. It popped up first on my Disney feed, and I said, nope, I'm here. I'm here for the Mandalorian. Thank you. They put that as the banner instead of the Mandalorian today because renovations is that important. Real life hero, Jeremy Renner. Yep. Yep. All right. Let's get to celebration. Goodness. There is a lot, a lot to talk about. I don't even know the order in which we should go. I have just, you know, pages of notes. Um, Let's start with the less exciting things first the less discussion things um yeah so celebration was in london we got three days of videos and you know i'd just like to give a shout out to everyone who records videos on their cell phone and puts out all the trailers <laughs> of things that they don't want you to see and you just have to be quick and watch it <laughs> and the quality wasn't that bad so i was able shout to, out see to all it. those pirates yeah yeah yep. no the quality wasn't bad yeah, I got to see Andor, Acolyte, all the good stuff. Um, just some random bits and pieces. Uh, Star Tours is going to do another revamp. They are adding new planets. There is a rumor going around that there possibly will, could be some High Republic Star Tours action, which might be kind of cool. Like they're going to go to some High Republic something. Comics news. There wasn't a whole lot of comics announcements. Um, just kind of mainly talked about the High Republic uh, relaunch for uh, Wave 3. Uh, we did get the next, whatever you want to call it, event for this summer. It's going to be called Dark Droids. Um, oh, is that what it's called? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's called Dark Droids. It's by Soul. Um, it'll start, and I think they're starting it in May or June. <sighs> Once again, I question how long until we get to Return of the Jedi? Because <laughs> at this point, we're kind of starting to, all right, guys. <laughs> like, And it's definitely before because Luke has his yellow lightsaber on the cover for the first issue of Dark Droids. It's funny because in the latest issue, he lost his yellow lightsaber. Well, I wondered that when I read it today, too. Um, <laughs> other non-as-exciting news in the publishing side... Uh, the publishing panels were really interesting this year. We got a lot of 
phase three high republic stuff so they announced six books um two adults two ya's two middles uh it's going to take place a year after the fall of starlight beacon um so we're getting temptation of the force uh by gatton we're getting beware the nameless by cardova as a middle tears of the nameless by man which is a ya into the light uh Trials of the Jedi, and then Valiant by Ireland. And then they showed a poster. I assumed, and I've not finished it yet, that Catalyst was the end of Phase 2. But it turns out it's not. We have another book still. Yeah, so there's this Night of Sorrows, and they didn't say anything about it. They just showed the picture of it. It's what appears to be a nameless and you can see like in the reflection of the eye, it looks like it's a show in one eye and mother in the other. Well, we still have path of vengeance. Oh, path of vengeance. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about path of vengeance, which is in a couple of weeks, but whatever this night of sorrow is, is what officially ends phase two. Could the night of sorrows be depicted in path of vengeance? I don't know. It was just a poster okay. and they didn't say anything of it. And they just said phase two ends with the night of sorrow, which who knows? Um, <laughs> the only other publishing thing they announced a couple of books, they're doing a more encyclopedia type books. Um, one's called a hundred objects, which is just this like weird book of a hundred objects and like explanations and like breakdowns of them. Um, is it like an incredible cross section book? It didn't even have cross sections. Okay, because I'll buy that. Yeah, it's just like a picture of an item, and they're Give like me a good cross section book. I love a good Star Wars cross section book. I do too. <laughs> um, this is good. This is it's good stuff. One book that looked really cool. They showed more of was the timelines book, which is going to be like the updated timelines for everything, yeah. and the layout of the book looks great. Like it's got like a Mandalorian timeline and goes through it all. They got a High Republic one. Like that book looks really cool. I have that pre-ordered. Did you pre-order it? I'll probably yeah. end up getting that one. And that's the type of thing. That's the type of thing I like to have in hardcover. Mm-hmm. I feel like I need that to keep up with the timelines now too. And then, really, the only other publishing thing they announced—we uh, did find out that Light and Life, um, kind of certain point of view short story book that's coming out for High Republic. That is where we will find out about Burry. So it is like required reading, I guess. Um, And it's going to go through, it looks after the, it's going to take place after phase one um, and go through some of like after starlight, all that kind of stuff. So the odd thing I found about the publishing um, panels and kind of what they did at celebration, it's high Republic and that's it. Yeah. You know, last year we got, Shadow of the Sith, we got Brotherhood, we got the end of Queens. Like, there was a lot more. And I just find it interesting that we only got High Republic. Over in the toys section, one of my favorites, as always, um, they shockingly announced the Bad Batch Season (laughs) 2 costumes, which everybody knew they were going to do. Um... They're Walmart exclusives. They're fine. Um, 
I did like it was a big thing for Hasbro. They are going back on the windowless packaging. They are basically have admitted it didn't work. Um, and so they are going back to windows in the package, which is going to be great. Um, they said they're going to try to do like biodegradable. Yeah. Yeah. And there's going to be any less plastic. We'll see what it looks like. And I'm yeah. cool with that. Like I, and we said, you know, I was okay with the windowless packaging, but I mean, I found the other day went somewhere and they were just ripped open and somebody had stolen like all these pieces out of them. And it, see, it just security wasn't good on them. I'm not okay with it because I have, cats that eat tiny guns so i want there are some figures i don't want to open up and lose the parts to so i want to just put them on display as they are i want a window what else do they have uh we're getting a three pack of the ghosts from end of return of the jedi so it's an anakin hayden christensen anakin yoda and obi-wan uh kind of shady they totally like all the pictures of it had like the bridge and they were standing on the bridge. Yeah. The packaging says, or the packaging shows them on the bridge. And then you look below it and it says bridge not included. (laughs) 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 Yeah. I thought it was a diorama when I saw it. If it came with those bridges, I probably would have bought it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, they're re-releasing Jabba the Hutt and black series. It actually has already been released on pulse, which is good. A lot of people are upset. And it comes with, um, uh, what's his face? Yeah, no. Salacious. Salacious Crumb. Salacious Crumb. It comes with his little smoky thing. It was $90. Which his hookah. Crazy town. Um, I don't know. Compared to the other toys, it's, it's starting to feel like that's about right. Well, what I'll say, though, and I am impressed with this. So they've been doing this thing recently where, like, if a Walmart gets an exclusive or Target or whatever, they're charging twenty seven ninety nine instead of the regular price right now, which is $24.99. And they did come out and announce that they are reducing the price for exclusives. So Black Series is $24.99 no matter where you buy it. I thought that was a good move for them. What else did we see? We saw the new R2-D2, which, you know, it's R2. There's been plenty of figures of him. But what made everybody thrilled is the Return of the Jedi anniversary rtd2 is finally scaled correctly for black series thank god (laughs) like everyone they put out has been out of scale it looks weird and so they fixed it we got a couple of okay pipeline review reveals the best one they are putting out pre vizsla he looks amazing we are getting a target exclusive vader from obi-wan with the cut and the helmet that's going to look really good. They're doing a Force Ghost, Obi-Wan Kenobi. I mean, excuse me, a Force Ghost, Qui-Gon Jinn. I think he's a Walmart exclusive. And then for GameStops, uh, they're going to do an old Darth Maul figure, which that Clone Wars Darth Maul is really good, and he's kind of hard to find. And so I'm kind of glad they're doing that. I do wish he comes with the blade from Old Maul, you know, where it's got the... The top has that curved piece on it, like he did. And so that one will come with that. And then kind of funny, Shop Disney is going to get the, what's his name? Doc Ondar, you know, the shopkeeper from Galaxy's Edge. (laughs) Okay. So here's the thing. The figure looks amazing. Like, you know, he's a hammerhead. And 
we haven't actually got the hammerhead yet. So we've got this dock figure. So everybody's like, no more money, Don. All right, guys, come on. Let's, let's go ahead and get him on. <laughs> yeah. Let's go ahead and get it. But the accessories he's coming with, I'm going to buy him for the accessories. Cause he comes with a Sith holocron, a Jedi holocron. Like he comes with all this really cool stuff. Um, and he'll be on shop Disney. Uh, really the other big toy stuff, they did announce the N one Starfighter for the vintage collection. Looks really good, and it sold out quick today on Pulse. Um, and it's still up in a couple of places. The price isn't bad. And then the big announcement for Vintage Collection was that they are doing another HasLab for the Vintage Collection. The rumor is, and it's from the sources that are usually right, is that the new HasLab will be the ghost. They're gonna get me on a vintage collection. <laughs> Those wow. bastards. I might even. Oh no, mm-hmm. that's terrible. That's terrible. <laughs> I, then, I, I already want that. I want that so bad. Oh no. And then just to really twist the knife on everybody on vintage collection, they. Revealed a lovely Return of the Jedi anniversary and then nub. I know, I saw it. Just screw yourself, Hasbro. <laughs> like, <laughs> just, I, saw the, I saw the vintage collection. Oh, nub. it makes me so angry. Ugh. So, yeah, that was our toys. All right, moving on. <laughs> hmm. I don't even know what order to do this. Uh, let's do something. Don't worry, the Battlefront episode ended up running in kind of short, so this is perfect that this is going to be long. Okay. Let's do some animation. Um, Bad Batch Season 3 was announced. It will be the final season. Um, had a really cool clip with the Emperor. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I like that they're not going to drag it out. Look, man, that show ain't going anywhere good. <laughs> it's There's no happy ending happening here. Even if I, I'm, all- I'm ready for another season of sadness. I guess. God, I guess. Just, I don't think I can take much more though. It's so even if they're on taboo at the end, it's like come yeah, on. It's guys. still gonna be sad getting there. <laughs> uh, we are getting a second season of Tales of the Jedi. Um, didn't really announce what it's gonna be. Just that they're gonna do it. I mean, I imagine they'll follow the same format and kind of pick out two characters. Um, so I'm glad they're bringing that format back and I hope they keep going with that once Bad Batch ends you know we don't know where animation will go after that but that's a really good way if they want to move on to another animation style again or they want to move somewhere else they can kind of keep Tales of the Jedi going we have been kind of spoiled like I, I don't I don't want there to ever be a time where we don't have a show that looks like that yeah I've got yeah. so used to it yeah it's like that's that's the Star Wars television show look, and I, I just don't want to give that up. Well, it's supposedly uh, Revels has, you know, for obvious reasons, had a huge pickup in viewership on Disney Plus. Yeah, so they I may. I hope so. They have yeah, to. They may uh, may find something else to to go in there. Uh, other animation. Uh, we did get the Vision season two trailer. Yeah, we did. Whoa! Holy shit! It is beautiful. Ardman did it <laughs> short. Like I've watched people who bring you Wallace and Gromit have brought you a Star Wars <laughs> short. 
So I mean, good. We liked Vision season one, but season two just looks crazy good. They showed the they showed the Ardman short at Celebration. Oh, did they show it? I yeah, seen- uh, Molly and um, Alex. Uh, they they reported on it and they saw the whole short for Ardman. They said it was fantastic. Man, I want to go to Celebration. Oh, maybe in 2025, I'll be able to afford to go to Japan. To go to Japan. <laughs> Maybe maybe I can stay with Steve. I'll call Steve. <laughs> yeah, we'll see with Steve. <laughs> I know a couple people in Japan. <laughs> okay, I'm trying to save the big stuff for last. Uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. All right, did y'all see <sighs> the Hayden Obi Wan interview? Did you see no. them talking together? It was so nice. They like each other so much, and man, are they trying to get a second season? Yeah, I did read that. Whoa, <laughs> like McGregor wants it. I just don't know what it would be about. I don't either. And I don't know if I want it, but I kind of want it for him because he wants it so bad. I mean, if he wants to keep being Obi-Wan, I'll watch it, but I just don't understand what it could possibly be about. Yeah. We will see. Um, We got a, I guess you could call it a trailer or a sizzle reel for Andor season two. Well, we didn't get it. Well, someone was kind enough to record <laughs> it in the room. We stole it. We stole it with our eyeballs. Yeah, yeah. It's Andor. It looks awesome. And, and what's her name? Uh, O'Reilly, who plays Mom Mothma. Did you see her comments about it? She was basically like, "Yeah, this season gets real dark." <laughs> and I was because like, "Because the first season was such a breezy, fun time." Oh god. Um. So I'm obviously looking forward to the best Star Wars show returning. Uh, we got more on the Acolyte. Uh, they've updated the logo, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, again, the people in the room were shown a clip. Thank you to the person that recorded it. The big reveal in the Acolyte trailer is Vern's in it. Yep. We're getting live Yay. action. I want to see a light whip. Force whip. <laughs> she better get that light whip out. Um, and also, what's his name? Who plays Chewbacca? Said mm-hmm. that he's playing He's playing a Wookiee Jedi in it. Name. Kelnaka is his name. Could that be a code name for Burry? I don't know. So, you know, <laughs> this be a Blue Harvest type of thing. I think it might be. And we'll talk about some names I think are fake in a minute. Yeah, I mean, it, it looks like Burry. We've seen the picture on set. Like, I, why would you? We know Burry survives. They basically said it because of light and light. Like, why would you not have him? Although I do kind of like the idea of Kelnaka, Chewbacca's great, great Jedi grandfather <laughs> or whatever. Uh, the other one we won't go too much, Skeleton Crew. Same thing, had a short preview. Looks great. I really like the tone of it. I think the kids like look really good. There's a, I can't remember, what's Max Rebo's? Uh, Ordalon. Ordalon. Ordalon, yeah. There's one of those that looks really cool. And there is confirmation that Jude Law at least has force powers. They don't confirm that he's a Jedi, but he... They show him pull something across the table to him, and one of the kids says something like, oh, "You're a Jedi." Um, and when so is this taking place? Uh, Skeleton Crew takes place after uh, 
in whatever they're calling it, Rise of the New Republic. New Republic era. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's get down to the the good stuff. Let's talk about the movies first. So we did get three movie reveals like people wanted. Uh, the first is Manigold is going to do Dawn of the Force. Takes place 25,000 years before uh, the original trilogy. It takes place on Acto, which I thought was interesting. Um, and is going to do something about what they're calling the Prime Jedi. I don't even know what that means. I guess he's going to be like the first, the first Jedi. Jedi. Yeah. Now, the timeline on this thing is going to be... I mean, we're looking at least 2029, they're thinking. <laughs> because he's doing the Buster Keaton movie. And then he's doing... I think Swamp Thing for James Gunn. So he's a DC movie. And then he has Dawn of the Force. So, you know, we, we've seen where this has gone before. Yeah. But yeah. supposedly they've told Kennedy that you can't announce anymore unless we're doing stuff. But I don't whatever. They didn't do it on purpose last time. They didn't. And you know what? I mean, that's she, the thing they keep telling Kennedy. If you announce it, you must make it. Well, when she last, she announced the first one, she intended to make them. Well, and I thought it was interesting. They did have, you know, they announced, and we'll go over the other two in a minute. They had an interview with her, and they asked her about the other ones. And surprisingly, she said Rogue Squadron is not dead. That uh-huh. it is still like being worked on and they don't consider it a dead project. I heard she said Taika was taking too long. Uh, that is kind of what she said. He's very busy and he has a lot going on, but he continues to write. Yeah. Which is funny because, you know, we thought the Watiti movie was Dawn of the Jedi. I mean, they hinted pretty hardcore that that Watiti movie was Dawn of the Jedi. Except it's going to James Mangold, which mm-hmm. is an interesting choice. I mean, we'll see how Indiana Jones fares. I thought that trailer looked spectacular. I the new one does too excited about the first trailer, but the new trailer I really enjoyed. Yeah, it looks better. And good lord, they are pushing out so many Indiana Jones toys. That yeah, they are. Yeah, I saw that twelve different indies. I cannot wait to buy those on clearance at Target. <laughs> because that's where they're going to be for seven forty nine. I got my one. And um, I might buy the one of him in a suit. That you know what? looks really good, though. I'm really hoping to get the short round ND2 pack on clearance just because the picture they put out of it is him hugging short round. And I was like, ah, I, too, would like a problematic toy section. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. hey, remember the 80s when things were kind of like, ee. <laughs> Our next movie, we got what was formerly the Damian Lindolf. Now, the Obad, how is it? Chennai, Chennai, Chennai. Stephen Knight. Which is going to be Ray founding the new Jedi Order. I'm super excited Ray's coming yeah. back. Um, and they announced a new era, right? They're calling these new eras as well. Yeah. Dawn of the Jedi and then New Jedi Order. Not that these are original. These are all just taken from Legends. Yeah, I, I don't know if I would have stuck with New Jedi Order, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of questions going around if... Finn is going to be around or if they are going to include him. You know, there was a I couple bet they will. I well, bet they will. A couple of weeks ago, Boyoga did an interview where he kind of not changed his tune, but seemed happier 
with Lucasfilm. And so I kind of wonder if he's not going to be around. I kind of go oh, back. Yeah, I did forth. read that. I'm glad to see Ray back. Yeah. Did I kind of hope we were going to move away and get something else? I mean, it's not technically a Skywalker movie, but it kind of is. I don't know. Kind of is. She changed her name. Yeah. But again, that one, they're talking I mean, we're years and years off of it. But the movie that will come first, Filoni got his movie. Yep. <laughs> he will make his movie that will wrap up all the, they're calling it the Mandoverse, and he will wrap it up in the movie. Heir to the Empire, right? I am assuming that's what it'll be called. Yeah. <laughs> like, they didn't say it, but, uh, you got to assume that's what it is. Uh, I did like, and I, I never thought this was in doubt, but Kennedy did say that the movies will have crawls in them. They will go back to having the Star Wars crawl at the beginning. I liked it better when it, that was just for the saga. But. Yeah, I mean, maybe they could put that in the Ray movie, and then yeah, you could count that as part of the saga. That's know. not why Solo bombed, Kathy. <laughs> You keep doing these things thinking that this is why Solo bombed and this is why Solo bombed and it has nothing to do with any of the things that you're thinking. Yeah. All right. It definitely doesn't have to do with a lack of crawl at the beginning. Let's hit the big one. So this little show's coming out. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's called Ahsoka. (laughs) Good Lord. (laughs) I probably watched that trailer a thousand times and found more and more things in it. I was stunned by it. I was stunned by what they were. What are they holding back? I don't know. <laughs> I watched it so many times because I knew it would get taken down. I was like, how many times can I watch it? Oh, no, that's it an official. Re- that's an official release. Oh, right. Yeah. I thought you were talking about the old one. The other one. Oh, there is the, there is the expanded version. Yeah. And there's not much more in it. Okay. There's a shot of Thrawn though. I think uh, there is. Yeah. Yeah. Flares plays by Mr. Lars. Yep. He looks great. Let's see. I don't know where it even start on this beautiful trailer. Uh, it looks like that's the eighth brother. If you look at his mask and kind of how he moves, you know, he appears his back, you know, eighth brother is the one that fell fighting Maul in rebels. Oh, okay. But we never saw him die. He's the one that, um, he breaks his lightsaber and he pushes him back and they show him fall off when the thing's going up and down when they're fighting on the platforms. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. I never, I, I'm no good at keeping track of which brother is which. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. Which sister, which brother, I don't, I don't know. There's the one with the big hat. That's fifth. Yeah, that's the fifth brother. Yeah, we'll talk about his stupid hat more soon. <laughs> um, we got, I can't remember what I say, is it Hugin, Hugin? The lightsaber droid. So the lightsaber yeah. droid from Clone Wars. Is Voiced by David it. Tennant. Yep. Um, which seems to seriously indicate, along with some other things, that Ahsoka will be going by Jedi again. That he kind of says, you know, are you ready to do it again or something? Like she is going to, she's going to identify again as a Jedi. I want to save the best for last. Uh, she said the words. When she said heir to the Empire... Yeah. Yeah. I wet myself. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is happening. Also really exciting that they announced after Celebration about Ahsoka. They actually announced it today. 
Um, do you know who Wes Chatham is? He plays Amos on The Expanse. No. Uh, he's a really good actor. He's on The Expanse, seasons one and two. Um, he's going to be on Ahsoka. He's going to be playing a character you might have heard of. His name is Eli. <laughs> Really? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so we're getting Eli. And now the most interesting part. Okay, let's talk about Ray Stevenson. So his character name is Balin. Yeah. So we've got Balin and Maylin, Maylin, who is the female in the trailer. If you notice, their lightsabers are orange. They have confirmed they are orange. That's not a mistake. It's not a mess up on the red. They are orange. If you watch the trailer, there's a part where Ahsoka is talking to him in the world between worlds. And He's talking to her not as like an antagonist, and he's wearing right. different clothes. I'm going to bet money that Balin that we see with the lightsaber and other words is Joris. That this is where it's all going. That right. they he even if they don't call him Joris, like he's going to be a clone. And that's why the lightsaber colors are off. Like, it's kind of like a subtle hint. They're not the same. Right. Um, and that she's going to use the world between worlds to go talk to the real Balin. That's my theory. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, it makes sense. I just, that trailer is so good. And she does the spinny move. That's my favorite as she goes up. If you look at um, the temple she goes to, it's got the seal that is from, um, uh, I think it looks the same as the one that's on Acto. You know, you're supposed to open the seal that's on the wall when she goes down there. But I like how she looks at the seal and then just cuts a hole and just drops down. She's like, I ain't got no time for lots. <laughs> I also appreciate they made her montrails longer. They brought it up too. They were like, all right, we, we heard you. <laughs> we have extended them. Well, I read too that uh, it actually, however they did it, um, it cuts down on her makeup time by like an hour and a half. And this is our first confirmation of Winstead, right? Playing mm-hmm. Hera. Oh yeah, I mean all that. Yeah, Winstead's in it. H- Hera's in the trailer. We get a, we get a lot more Sabine. Mm-hmm. We get, get Chopper. Angry Chopper. I mean, it it looks like a sequel to Rebels. It really does. I mean, we even get a, an Ezra appearance. So here's my question on the Ezra stuff. The only little time, tiny little tiny hologram. Well, and that's the exact same hologram of his goodbye in Rebels. Right. Mm-hmm. So does that mean we aren't actually going to find Ezra? Like, is he not going to be in it? Now, the actor everyone thought was him. That's him. Like, I mean, the rumor went around forever, and he was like, yep, yeah, that's me. I played a hologram. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I also question, there's a shot... That's clearly on Lothal, like, and it's got Hera watching Ahsoka's ship fly away. Like, yeah. 
does that mean she doesn't go? Like Ahsoka shows up and is like, it's time to go find him. And and Sabine's like, nah, dude, I'm good. Yeah, I don't know. That stuff was a little confusing because it was kind of, it looked like it was straight out of the end of Rebels. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't sure what I was looking at. Yeah. You get Sabine holding Ezra's lightsaber all lit up. Oh, it's so good. She knows how to wield it, too. Yeah, apparently she does. She had dark saber lessons. Yeah, I'm hoping she shows up on next week's Mandalorian. Just as a, just as a why not? <laughs> like that's the end. She shows up and is like, "Hey, give me my sword back, dude!" <laughs> like, huh. And like ten percent of the audience cheers, and ninety percent have no idea what just happened. It will be much akin to when the dark saber first showed up. When I yelled so loud, my wife was like, "What's going on?" And my children looked at me confused and was like, "What is that?" <laughs> it's a dark saber you don't understand yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah that was celebration overall it was I thought a lot. it was a lot they mm-hmm. did really good um, no more video game news which I was surprised you know I thought we would see more of the uh, oh what's what's the name of the game the one they've kind of shown some stuff from already oh. um Eclipse or something like that. Yeah. And they showed, they had, they showed some good Jedi survivor stuff. They showed some more gameplay. Um, It looks so good. Star Wars Explained has already played it. Have they? I'm hearing good things. Yeah. I think next time we, no, next time we talk, I'll still be waiting. God. (laughs) (laughs) It'll get here eventually. No. Wait. Oh, wait, I will have it. No, I'll have it. I won't have played much much of it. But I will have it. I will have at least gotten through a tutorial. (laughs) He will see the opening cutscenes. I may be playing it while we're recording. But yeah, it was a lot of of exciting news. Um, Just on a side note, if you have any interest in the Andor Imperial Officer or Shore Trooper, they are currently at $7 at Target's Everywhere. <laughs> they finally got me with it. I was like, oh, look at these. Seven bucks. <laughs> Done. They did. See, I have uh, a Rogue One short trooper. Does it, is there a difference? Uh, it's kind of darker. It's got a different deco on it. Okay. And for seven bucks, why not? They did release uh, today a really cool two-pack of Cobb Vanth and um, Cad Bane. And it's like, uh, he's not in the armor. And... They kind of have it set up so it looks like the shootout. It's really cool. It's fifty-five bucks on Pulse right now. Oh, is it? Mm, yeah. I may have to. Look I at didn't that. get my Hasbro email today. Fifty-five. You know that's cheaper than buying them individually. If you want to justify your purchase. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. <laughs> um, I did just get a notification from Disney Plus that uh, Renovations is on. It knows. It wants you to watch it. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha. Please, Chad, tell us about the comics. All right, comics for this week. It's a big one. We have, well, first we have Dr. Afra number 30 by Wong and Jung. The Spark Eternal Saga comes to a close. Yay! Curious to see see what happens next. Um, But it ties directly, and I mean directly, ties to the end of Hidden Empire. And speaking of which, Hidden Empire number five by Sewell and Cummings. Not going to tell you how it ends. We'll talk about it in a few weeks. It's good. Star Wars number 33 by Sewell and Muzabekov. Muzabek, Muzbek, Muzabekov. 
That sounds Russian. The daring escape from no space. I've enjoyed this little jaunt to the old Nihil hangout. The next story involves Luke's quest to find his green kyber crystal. Which is cool. I dig it. But still, as Ryan mentioned earlier, eh, are they just forbidden to do non-Mandalorian post-Return of the Jedi stuff? Like, is New Republic just off limits for comics or they're stretching for time? I don't know. But, I don't know. Um, Star Wars Ewoks by Alyssa Wong and a whole bunch of artists. Another Return of the Jedi 40th anniversary book. A bunch of Ewoks sit around, sit around a fire and tell a group of Wokling stories. There are Dulocks. There's a Gorax. And did I mention this issue is silent? There's no English language dialogue in the entire book. And then Republic High Republic number seven by Kevin Scott. More of the Battle of Jeddah, including the moment where the Herald finally gets a hold of the Rod of Daybreak and the Rod of Seasons. Things you think we would have read in a book somewhere, but it actually does happen. The Rod's to get put together finally um, and a very good look at a, another very good look at the leveler in it. So, um, but uh, just like last time, if you're not missing, not reading the comics, you are missing some stuff. A lot. So Beth, say you're running EA, not, not EA. You're not running EA. You're running the LucasArts. It's not LucasArts anymore. Is it Lucasfilm games? You're running Lucasfilm games at EA. What, what do you, what, what is the number one game that you would like to see? Not, what you think would sell, but that you would want to play. Oh, no. What I want absolutely wouldn't sell because I want a real, true role-playing game with the the true classes. Not like a role-playing game like Bethesda where you get level-ups and some crap. I want, I want, because really, Jedi are paladins. So I need a magic user because I play mages in real RPGs. So I want to play as a Dathomir witch. What if I want to be a barbarian? I need to be a Gamorrean. Sexy Twi'lek assassin. I want a true Star Wars RPG where it's not just Jedi and Sith and choosing between the light and the dark. I want to be able to be any class, any race... I want to be able to choose specialties and and be an assassin or a magic user or some combination thereof. Now, story-wise, no idea what that would look like. What era do you want? I mean... You got like five to choose from, right? I'd be happy to play in any or all of the eras, but... I mean, I feel like the Old Republic, we've been there, done that. High Republic, we haven't. It'd be cool to see a game from the High Republic kind of era. I don't know that. I'm sure you could make an RPG work in that era. Yeah, I would definitely love a nice, solid Star Wars RPG. I wouldn't play it, but I figured. I would totally play it. (laughs) I would absolutely play it as long as it wasn't online multiplayer crap. Just get the guys who made the stick of truth. Ooh. Wait, didn't like Obsidian that. do that? Is that Obsidian? Yeah. Because yeah. they made uh they made Fallout New Vegas, so they've got a track record. How about you, Ryan? What would you put out? So I'm gonna go ahead and kind of warn you on all the things I came up with. Many of them are like like this game, but with Star Wars. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I did. That's kind of <laughs> what I did. All right, so my first one. 
imagine a game like Last of Us, but instead you've got some like kind of scumbaggy dude who finds uh, Order 66 orphan. Who's <laughs> not real like force powerful, but you got to get her from there, wherever planet she was marooned on when her master was killed, all the way to the Jedi Temple, where just like Last of Us, you have the downer ending and find out that everyone is dead. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 were, I mean, we've already gotten with with Jedi Survivor and, and Fallen Order, we've already gotten third person adventure games but um those are some of the best ones i think these days so yeah i would definitely be down for that um have you ever played xcom Mm -hmm. you know xcom no xcom is a turn-based uh tactical squad uh game uh squad combat game it's one of my favorites of all time and one of the um one of the the kind of famous elements of it is that you, you build a team and you send your team out on missions, but the characters have permadeath. So like you'll develop these characters and when they die on the mission, you just keep going and you raise up new troops or whatever, and they get nicknames and you can customize them and it makes it even harder than when they, when they die after you've customized them. Um, and uh, so I want a clone wars version of that of just this turn-based tactical uh, combat game. Um, it's usually fighting against aliens. I guess this in this you'd be fighting against droids. And uh, yeah, I just want XCOM, but in the Clone Wars. Um, I So the rest of mine were all like, what if this but Star Wars? And I was thinking like, what if, what if civilization but Star Wars? What if you're the Republic expanding and, and building up settlements and stuff, but it's, it's on different planets? Well, there's a, there's a, there's a game called Stellaris which is very similar to that. It, it is Civ in space and it's really good. Um, it's really complicated. There's like 9 million expansions and it's, it's, it's like really, really complicated. Um, but I want, I want a star Wars one like that. I wrote that down too. That starts in the old Republic, like starts in the old or starts at dawn of the Jedi. Like when you start off, this is where we're at and you work your way through and you get to, you can be in the Sith dynasty, the Sith empire. You can be the human empire starting in the middle. You can, you know, you can be the huts, you know, you'd have your different, um, your different, uh, countries, nations, but I would want, I, I would want one that started in the old Republic and worked its way forward as, as far as you could go. Uh, my next one, I want a red dead redemption. But yeah. Star Wars, and basically you're a washed out Padawan. So you have just enough force powers to make them a little bit useful. Like you can sometimes make a force suggestion work. You can sometimes grab something, but not enough to make that like an important part of the game. And that's just Red Dead Redemption on backwater planets. <laughs> uh, I wrote down VR Pod Racer. I had pod racing, modern pod racer. Now VR pod racer would make me sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would not be able to handle it, but it would be really cool. Did you play squadrons? I tried. Yeah. I was bad at it. I was terrible at it. I was really bad at it. I, and I played it with VR and uh, I just couldn't get the hang of it. So I just couldn't get the hang of it. How about a platformer that takes us through the seasons of the Mandalorian? 
Like I'm imagining a level like in Super Star Wars, but when he shoot the Jawas off the Sandcrawler. <laughs> it's like a sky side scrolling platformer that just takes you through the levels or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have the big boss fight with the crate dragon, things like that. Oh, it could be like a Metroidvania kind of thing. Yeah, oh. yeah. Like a Metroidvania. Yeah. I also had High Republic Destiny. Look, I don't know how to work, <laughs> but just Destiny in the High Republic. <laughs> I wrote down just a High Republic game because I just think we, we all would all would like to see that time period come to life. We're more likely to see it in a show, probably, but um, in a cartoon or something. But I would like to see that era come to life for sure. For sure. And even maybe just like a mode of a game where you could just like GTA style go sandbox, just nuts as a Jedi. Yeah, I was thinking like a GTA game, like, you know, I mean, I want to I want to play. I want one of these role playing games like Bez was saying where I can play a smuggler. I mean, you, and, and you could do that in the old um, Star Wars Galaxies online game and the um, the Old Republic online game. You can play smugglers in those. You don't have to be Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I, I want a game where I'm like trading goods mm-hmm. and like smuggling things through Imperial blockades and actually doing things that smugglers are supposed to be doing. You know, not not just shooting it out in, in uh, into the streets with people. What about a Jedi game with like a lot of loot boxes and <laughs> <laughs> lots of online connectivity. Yes. <laughs> oh, could there be microtransactions? Absolutely. <laughs> Would you like to buy a new crystal for your lightsaber for a dollar ninety nine? It's only a dollar ninety nine. That's such yeah. a deal. It's great. <laughs> that Avengers yeah. game pissed me off more than <laughs> life itself. I was so mad at that game. Was it really bad about that? Oh, it was awful. Really? And it was just the most repetitive terribleness. Oh, the game was bad in, in addition? Oh, yeah. And it had, like, imagine, like, if you were playing something like that and Luke Skywalker is in it, but for some reason he looks like Freddie Mercury or something. I don't know. Like, it's so weird, like, off model. It was like they couldn't get the rights to the actual characters. So, like, it Which was is like, odd. Here's knockoff. <laughs> knockoff like, <laughs> Thor. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Not Vincent D'Onofrio and not Chris Hemsworth. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Lots of skin changes. <laughs> Which is damn close to ponchos. <laughs> All the ponchos. I'm so ready for oh, Jedi survivors. <laughs> if you can't tell, we're in a little bit of a video game mood. That's because we're excited for Survivor. It's because Survivor was supposed to come out yesterday. I should be playing Survivor as we speak. Yeah. Yeah. Even while we're talking, he should be playing Survivor and just ignoring <laughs> us. Mm-hmm. That's what happens when he's drinking during a show. Just look at the cover of Freed's Battlefront Twilight Company. Our heroic group of rebels advances on the Empire during the invasion of Hoth. Oh, wait. Let me look. Oh, oh, nope. Turns out that scene doesn't actually happen in this book. Instead, 
Our book follows the Twilight Squadron under Captain Hal, Sergeant Namir, former child soldier for Warlords, Roach, a young new recruit going through drug withdrawal, Garden, the wise alien, Charmord, the grizzled vet, and Bran, the ex-bounty hunter, loner, sniper. All right, we've got all our Vietnam War movie stereotypes. Let's get into it. The Twilight Company is the Rebellion's four ground troops whose speciality is getting people killed and then replacing them, I guess. While on retreat from the Empire, they pick up Imperial Governor Chalice, who turns herself in, offering her knowledge on what the Empire's, what we all know is the Empire's greatest love, logistics. They are chased by Imperial Prefect Verge and Captain Talbert, who is close to retirement, and it's supposed to be his last day, and he's too old for this shit. <laughs> Twilight blows up a chemical weapons plant on Kalardi, but the Imperials are on their trail due to a link in the hyperdrive. After some... Oh, what? Sorry. Oh. After they uh, escape and steal some materials from Imperial Transport to fix their ship, Twilight ditches the Imperials and goes to a space dock for repairs while Namir, Hal, and Chalice go to Hoth to share her secrets with Alliance Command. Empire Strikes Back starts. Hal is killed. Governor Chalice gets strangled by Vader, who just wants Skywalker, making her realize the Empire never really cared about her. They escape and meet back at the Thunderstrike, who nearly avoided capture, deciding to go hide in the Outer Rim. Namir reluctantly takes control of Trilight, while Chalice plans to attack several key sites, drawing support away so that they can destroy a Star Destroyer installation on Kraut. They go through several missions, losing people along the way, but Imperial, Talibet, and Verge catch up with them on Sullust, where they lay a trap and down the Thunderstrike with the help of a volcano and some local Sullustan rebels, including a non-Black Series figure, Nin-Nub. <laughs> they fight the Empire back, with Chalice running off upset about giving up on range plan. But eventually disabling the Star Destroyer and killing Verge on the way out. Our book ends with most of our characters dead or disfigured, but Namir is now in charge of Twilight and ready and believes in their part of the rebellion. I mean, yay, I guess. <laughs> Poor one out for Roach. I mean, it's not the happiest book in the world. No, it's not. You're right. It's a Vietnam book. It really is. I mean, I really liked it. I mean, this is, of course, right up my alley, like, there's no Jedi anywhere. It's straight rebellion. But this is this is Andor level of unhappiness. <laughs> it's grim. Well, it, it, it starts off with the fact that you have um, Nimir, your lead character, who is unlikable, mm-hmm. doesn't believe in the cause, mm-hmm. <laughs> not very charismatic. Like, there's nothing to really like about the lead character at all. Except, I mean, he's just he's just a bat. He's not a good dude. I think and, that's that's why I had a tough time with this book. I didn't connect with any of the characters, and the ones that I could try to connect with, they just died. Oh, they kill characters off pretty quick in this. Mm-hmm. I I can't believe they killed Howl. Yeah, like that that was stunning. And um, 
I did like how they they went to these different planets. Like when they go to Hoth, all I could think was, oh yeah, they got to go to all the maps. Yeah. From the video game, they have to hit all the maps, and Hoth is one of the maps. Mm-hmm. So they they had to go there. I appreciate. It. I mean, it really does like kind of because I went back and played the video game some after reading it, and it does make the video game a little better. Like because. Right. Like you said you go to the maps, and now I'm like, oh, that could be so and so, or like right. I've I've done all this. Yeah, I um I enjoyed this more than I thought I was going to. I can't tell you why <laughs> necessarily. Um, I think I was comparing it to Alphabet Squadron. It's very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, in that it gives you your your outcast cast of characters, right? Which which is the same as in Alphabet Squadron. And um, and then you just follow along and see which ones kick the bucket and which ones don't. I feel like, though, there were fewer characters in Alphabet Squadron because we would switch chapters at points in this book. And I would just be like, wait, who the hell is this again? I don't even remember this person. Who are you? I haven't well, seen you in six chapters. There is the character of Thara, the stormtrooper. Who uh, I, I wasn't quite sure what what she was supposed to add to it. The story ended yeah. up being quite small. I mean, and, I guess it was to show some of the Imperial stormtroopers. It's just like their job. I don't know. Yeah, and like she kind of lost her family because of it, and people didn't trust her. She's not wasn't a bad guy. Like she still wanted to help him in the bar and bring him supplies and stuff. But yeah, I just thought I, I wasn't. At the end of the day, she she made such a little impact on the story. I wasn't sure why she was there. Is all, but you're right. There are more characters, but. The good thing is you get to know them a little bit and then they die and then you get to know someone else a little bit and then they die and, you know, and then they get you attached to Roach because Roach is the one sympathetic Roach and Brand and Brand makes it through. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, it, Roach dies off screen. Mm hmm. Yeah, that bothered me. <laughs> See, it didn't bother me at all. And I think yeah. that's one of the things I do like about this book. Um, and, and kind of look at the comparison of Alphabet Squadron. Alphabet Squadron felt so like central to what was going on in the main Star Wars universe. Like it involved right. more like main characters and that stuff. And it, I think it added to like the desperation of this book that like this is happening way way off screen and yeah, the whole stuff book that doesn't really matter yeah which is i mean they, they dip they dip into echo base for a little while so they're there at the battle of hoth right um so they do touch the main story there but besides that you're right these are this is the story of the grunts that mm-hmm. you don't care about you know i i really like the hoth uh scene because it it really gave you that was the first time i felt like i was down in the trenches with these guys and, uh-huh that uh, that part I did like that battle you know, I liked. Yeah, like what is it like to be down in these trenches and look up and see a walker coming? Mm-hmm. You know, like I thought that was pretty cool. And Namir got drunk with uh, Han Solo, right? Oh yeah, that was that was Han Solo. Okay. Oh yeah. They don't say it. He says Captain, but it was it was Han Solo. And he says something about being a smuggler and yeah. wanting to leave and. The, it has that nice thing because that's who tells him if you don't buy into this or you don't find something to believe in, you need to get out. 
which kind of like parallels where he's at right there during Empire. Yeah. Yeah, that part I liked. I like the whole Hoth thing. But see, I, I think I, what I liked away from Hoth is that this is what the rebellion really is. Like, it's not blowing up the Death Star one time or this one fight you have. Like, it's the day-to-day fight against the thing they know they can't win. That's the crazy, like, ending of the book, too, is when they realize, like, you're not going to win this fight. There's no way. Not like this, yeah. Yeah. Part of it Part of it that's a little strange is they're trying to fight more, a more conventional war. Mm-hmm. When... That what they're fighting is a, an insurrection. What they're committing, what they're doing is an insurrection. It's not. It's not a traditional war where two armies just kind of light up and fight each other. But they've got this um, military hierarchy um, in place. That um, I mean, how many people are in Twilight Company? Did we get a sense of how big it is? It's big. It seems big. Yeah, because I never got a sense of how big. Because at the end, they're left with a third of their troops yeah. at the end, which means a whole lot of people die mm-hmm. in that last battle. But I never got the sense of actually how big it was. I mean, the, it has to be big because the troop numbers would come back and they'd be fairly large mm-hmm. of the, the deaths and stuff. You know, 12 die at a time. And they're like, oh, OK, 12. We only lost 12. You're like, you only lost 12. Mm-hmm. So it's got to be fairly large. I like the the little uh, funeral that they would hold mm-hmm. after everybody died. They even did one for the droids that got destroyed mm-hmm. at the very end. With the power pack that gets plugged in, to yeah, so yeah. they're part of it going forward. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I, 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 I was slow going into the book. It took me a little while, um, but about halfway through, for some reason, it really started to pick up. I mean, what did you think of Chalice's plan? Like, is that how you take down the Empire? I mean, it turns out it really wasn't, right? I mean, I think that's like the major, I guess, theme or the idea you're supposed to get out of the book is, I mean, Chalice's plan is going to slow them down on producing Star Destroyers, and it's this great plan that's well thought out. But in the end, kind of what he realizes from learning from Hal and from all those people is like, the only way you're going to win this war is to turn the planets. Like you've got to stay on Sullust and you've got to help them and you've got to make them on your side. And you've got to defend them. Yeah. When the empire comes knocking. Mm-hmm. Cause they're not going to put up with that. Yeah. I loved, I think this is a new background for nine nub. Mm-hmm. I think in the expanded universe, he was a smuggler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like an old friend of Lando's that he brought in. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think he was a Sullust and Freedom Fighter, which I like this. I thought that was cool. But yeah. The old Nine Nub comes out of the woods with this, comes out looking like Che Guevara with this. <laughs> I don't know. Do Sullust and grow beards? I don't know. <laughs> and <they> go, <laughs> well, and Namir's whole speech about, you know, we go to Coruscant and then do what? Yeah. And then what happens? What happens on Coruscant? What's, what's everybody's end game here? Does, is there a plan? And, and there isn't one. Because there can't be one. It's we can't plan. We have to. We have to win first. And they. I mean. And we've we've explored that with Mon Mothma and other characters, thinking that about about what it what it does mean to win. And, and to be fair, the guys on the ground aren't privy to the thinking of the higher ups when it comes to that stuff. But yeah, what what do you do when you get to Coruscant? 
I did. I like. I liked Chalice. Like, yeah. I think they did really good with her. Like how her accent, like they're real specific when her accent would kind of come and fall depending on what she was doing, and this like self-importance of, oh yeah, they're coming after me. Like, yeah, I'm like- so important that. They're gonna send. Oh, I, I thought that was really cool. I love the whole her whole like. Don't you don't understand? They're gonna send Vader after me. She's so mm-hmm. scared of Vader, and then she runs into him, and he doesn't even have the. He doesn't even pay enough mind to her to finish killing her. Mm-hmm. He starts to choke her to death. And he hears the word Skywalker, and he's like, "Well, never mind." I'm and out. Just, and just drops her, showing her that he completely doesn't mean. He means she means less than nothing to him. Mm-hmm. She does not care. He does not care. That's and, the uh, um, that's the Scarlet Witch and Thanos scene. That I don't even yeah, know who you are. I don't even know who you are. Yeah. There's also it's also from Street Fighter. You ever seen Street Fighter with Raul Julia? Oh yeah. The, mo- <laughs> the moment where, where where she gives a speech about killing, he about how he killed Sonya's parents, I think, and then he's like, "See, for you that was the worst day of your life, but for me, it was Tuesday." It's a fine, <laughs> fine film. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's not. Like you said earlier, there's not too much to say about it other than that it's just kind of a good war book. And I think this is Freed's first novel. Ever. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I don't I know did, how, he, how he got uh, here, but I don't know how I don't know how he got the gig, but Yeah. I did, you know, Namir, like I you're talking about not liking him. But I think that's kind of like the point, right? Like yeah, he's this was a child soldier and worked for warlords and all that stuff on his planet. And then war is just what he does. Yeah, the rebellion's just kind of the same thing. And it's just in the another end, war to fight. I mean, he's kind of bought in, but they kind of leave it a little still. Like, well, I yeah. get it now, but I still may not be all in on this. Well, they don't paint the rebellion as particularly good guys. They show up on planets and they're like. Oh, here's some food. Uh, are you joining? Or are you joining? Because we're here to recruit and, you know, and also save you. But recruit. Got to get this body somewhere. Mm-hmm. And, and that's part of the theme, too, right? It's just the the, sh- the sheer body count that they're racking up trying to do this thing. Because that's but it's the what, impossible. It's what the Empire does as well as they show up and they're like, oh, we're here to save you from these awful rebels. Here's some food and come be a stormtrooper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the rebels... They're, they have to show the difference between the two. Yeah, but they do the exact same thing. So it doesn't paint the rebellion in a particularly great light, which I do like. You know, they're not always going to be the superheroes that they've been painted out to be. There's like four superheroes and everybody else is just, just grunts from some poor backwater. Well, at any point, like with Solace, I think on, I can't remember what the other planet is, that they do it where like the locals are like, get out. Like, we don't want you here. Like you bring nothing but trouble. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's true. Right. I mean, that's, that's the danger of any revolution, any Mm -hmm. rebellion, right. Is that if people aren't with you, then, you know, if you can't get the people on your side, you're not going to succeed. And I'd like to see more of this, like in an aftermath type error, like what the cleanup really looks like. Because even in the expanded universe with Heir to the Empire and all that, like it was still the big stuff. Like it was never the down and dirty 
how do you retake a galaxy? Well, and they cheated a little bit as we learned on how they took Coruscant. Yeah. By having Ysard uh, turn it over on purpose. They still have yet to discuss. I mean, we saw a Mandalorian just this week that Coruscant looks great. And it's, yeah, run, by, and it's uh, run by the New Republic. And it's what, four years later? Four years yep. later, five years later. Yeah, well, everybody- na- now we're probably at like seven. Oh, yeah, there's two years we didn't get to see. Yeah. yeah. We're probably like seven years later. Which, I mean, we know Masa Mata and all, like, kind of gave it up during Aftermath, but... Yeah, no, and, I, and I'm down with that, but yeah, it's just... Uh, it is an interesting question that this poses, which is what 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 happens when we win, mm-hmm. if we win, you know? Is there is there such a thing as a as a victory in this? And it turns out there is, and and, and that's the hopeful part of it. It's just all your friends are dead. But most all your friends are dead. Most of your friends are dead, and you're... Best All your like, friends are dead, and guys you, missing an arm, and and you don't get to be on the poster from the movie. Yep. But well, mm-hmm. the the day to day lives of the people, the normal average people just living on these planets, doesn't change depending on who's in charge. Not unless the empire puts their sight. Not unless the empire wants something from them, right? And that's the difference, right? Is that yeah. they, they have to they have to show that when you're living under the empire, you're living under tyranny. But mm-hmm. we may come and we may help and we may recruit, but we're not tyrants, and that's what you're, you're trying to show. But if you're if you're if you're a, if you're a planet that is of interest to the Empire, you're very aware that the regime has changed. But if you're a planet that's a, that is of no interest to the Republic, you also might be screwed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not I'm not shining. I'm not uh, praising the Republic. I mean, I think the lesson is if the Empire shows up and is interested in your manufacturing, it's time to go. Yeah. Because the quotas are always going to go up. They, <laughs> they don't ever stay the same. Get ready for 15-hour shifts in the mine. Child labor. Suffocating. Yeah. Of course, aren't we going back to child labor in the U.S. right now? Didn't yeah. I see that? Uh, here in my home state of Alabama. Is that where it was? Mm-hmm. It's good times. You know, there's two sides to it. One, child labor is bad. Two, maybe my children do need to get some jobs where they can pay their dues. I don't know. Yeah, but your children are old enough to get jobs. <laughs> That's true. I, you know what? I was going to say, I've seen your child at work. <laughs> like, they can have jobs. I'm worried about my 10-year-old. That's what I'm worried about. Yeah. She has to go work in the shoe factory. <laughs> I liked, uh, I did like, was it Prefect Verge? Yeah. <laughs> like, I liked his relationship with the Captain Tarver. He's just like, oh, God. <laughs> and, like, he's like, I am the child of the Emperor. <laughs> yeah, he was like a, he was like a um, Hitler Youth guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Which is interesting. You don't see that as much as you think you would in a lot of the stories. Like. Yeah. It seems like most of the time we kind of get, you know, bureaucrat. Yeah, we don't get the leftovers from the Republic, too, right? Yeah, we don't get a lot of, like, the fanatic a lot of the times. That's totally on board with the Emperor. Yeah, this guy's on board with the Emperor. He's on board with himself. Mm -hmm. But he also doesn't know what he's doing. Mm -hmm. Which I liked. Like, you meet him and you're like, oh, okay, here's our kind of villain mastermind. No, he's not. He's not a mastermind. He doesn't. He's just some tool. He's just some tool. He's just some kid. 
Yeah, I do like the the captain looks over. I was like, and his lip is quivering. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> like, what is he? This about is going to go great. <laughs> yeah. Chalice for some reason reminded me a lot of uh, like I've kept picturing her as uh, Tolver from Afra. Tolvin. Tolvin. Yeah. yeah, that's who I like pictured in my head was Tolvin. She just wants to make art, and she does. She she gets away and settles down. She gets the happiest ending. She really does. I mean, her logistics plan didn't come to fruition. Mm-hmm. But, you know. It she was a very to... well thought out plan. It was. It was. She she knew everything. Mm-hmm. I think that's the strength of the book, too, because it really made it seem like that was going to be the climax. The Battle of Kuat. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, there was everything that hinted, like, we're going to get to Solace and it's just all going to go to hell. Yeah. Yeah, which I yeah, I thought that was effective because yeah, you're waiting for the the big Kuat scene mm-hmm. um and uh, it never comes. Mm-hmm. They just decide, nope, we're gonna fight here. And then they weaponize a volcano. And they do <laughs> weaponize a volcano. <laughs> which was great. Yeah. So uh Ryan, what are we talking about next time? Hey, you like video games? <laughs> <laughs> our video game run continues <laughs> yeah which is you know an odd thing so we can do it on purpose it's just gonna happen yeah uh next time we are going to look at battle scars by sam is it megs or mags mags mags, mags. so yeah battle scars <laughs> what did cal get up to in the years before jedi survivor Yes, the prequel book to Jedi Survivor, I guess we would mm-hmm. call it. In the years before is what the, the cover In the years says. before. Yeah. I object to calling him a Jedi Knight. I'm going to go ahead and say that right away. I disagree after I, I started. I thought about it. I object to it. Spoiler, there's there's a lot of things that the book doesn't cover that refers to their intervening years. Some things have happened between the game and between the book. So we won't see a full picture so you don't know what cal went through man he probably earned it also poncho content do you like ponchos and heavily salted gelatin and thirst just genius but yeah so we're gonna talk about battle scars uh by the time we talk of nope still want to play the game yet still won't be out nope (sighs) all right well thank you guys for joining us and we will talk to you all very soon Roger, roger.